Wake up! Wake up! Wake up, Daddy! Wake up, Mr. West! Mr. West! This is Iris from Seattle. This is Ray from Chicago. And welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Where we talk about fatherhood stuff, Catholic dad stuff. We celebrate good dads here. Hey, dads, this is for you. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. What's up, Ray? Yo, what's up, everyone? What's up, Iris? How you doing, man? I'm doing uh, okay. Just okay. Just okay. Yeah, why, I, why is this just okay? Dude, I got hurt oh, like a couple man. weeks ago. I And it still I, hurts. I remember you telling us this uh, a few episodes ago that you rolled, quote unquote, rolled your ankles during a hike. That's right. I and, did. And this was just today... How many weeks ago was that? I don't know. It might be two, two plus weeks. Two plus three plus weeks. Yeah, maybe. And you went, you like went to the yeah. Finally went, went to the doctor. To the finally doctor. went to the doctor. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and uh, I, it turns out I have some floating bones <laughs> of pieces in my ankle. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, but it's been there, anyways. You're used to that. Neither here nor there. It's not broken, thank God. We we praise the Lord for that. Hey, if this is your first time listening to the Fatherhood Arise podcast, welcome. This is where Ray and I talk about the intersection of faith and fatherhood. Um, Catholic dad stuff. And uh, if you've been with us, thank you so much. We appreciate you. And we're glad that you put up with this hullabaloo that we put on every <laughs> week. So Thanks, thank everyone. Yeah. Come on down. Yeah. Sit down. Join us in our conversation. Sit down. Put up your ankle. Compress it. <laughs> put some ice. Wait, going back to that, were, were you like massaging this thing? Like the particles and pieces of bone that's been floating around in there? No, you know, I don't know what's happening because uh, I'm also in the middle of moving. <laughs> and so I'm carrying many Yo. furnitures and boxes and putting things away. And I'm on my feet a lot. Yeah, so man. and we got new hardwood floors, which is a new experience for me. Oh man! And uh, yeah, it's not kind on my feet. So Yo. basically, it's a perfect storm. <laughs> Can all of our listeners out there and all our new listeners out there please do be kind and uh, rate us on on a. Uh, um, uh, what is it now? I I was gonna say iTunes. It's not iTunes anymore. Who, who it's has a iTunes? Podcast it's a app, podcast. Ray. Come on, a podcast app. So yes, be kind and and give us a nice rating on a podcast app here, wherever you're listening to. Give That's us a right. nice rating for Iris, man. This guy is like his ankles are puffing up. It's it's <laughs> terrible. It sounds terrible. I don't know what it looks. Uh, I don't. The, I don't want to uh, see it. Life is suffering, bro. <laughs> Life is suffering, but we're going to transform that suffering into something wonderful and beautiful. Amen. We give it to God. Amen. So no suffering is wasted when we bring it to the Lord. So if you too are suffering in the major ways like I am, you know, give it to God and, and allow it to transform your heart. Um, in this first <laughs> part, which is not this part, but the part we're going into, Ray and I usually talk about uh, the real life of dads. Sometimes Ray calls this dad vent, where uh, he vents about his, his life. <laughs> I don't but vent. It's not about that. It's about the real life of and the real experience, lived experience of dadhood, of fatherhood. So um, we're going to kind of just talk about uh, some stories. So 
this week, Ray, this week, yeah. in addition to uh, being injured, yes. um, I asked uh, my kids. So we're now in a new house and this house has a lot of features that our other house didn't have. Mm-hmm. And when we were temporarily living among them is a lawn. Okay. Lawn, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And yes. Uh, we inherited a lawnmower. There you go. And so I had my son do his first uh, lawnmower. Oh, Did you take yeah. pictures and all that stuff? That's a big I deal, took, man. I took a short video. Okay. I took a picture or two, and uh, it's an electric lawnmower. Nice. It's not like a Roomba, but and it's like forty. It's a forty. Mm. That's not very powerful, is it? Forty volts. 40? Yeah. 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 Forty volt. So I thought, yeah, he could probably handle that. There you go. And uh, yeah, he did a he did a pretty good job. He missed a couple he missed a couple places, and I just went back and did it. But here's the thing: mm. as he was mowing the lawn, the battery died. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because this is my first electric lawn mower, so I had no idea that that would do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So classic. Class. So. <laughs> So it was like half cut or it was half cut and we, it's pretty hot out here in the Pacific Northwest here in the summer. shockingly hot. So, uh, we were mowing the lawn as the sun went down. Mm, okay. And, uh, to Cooling charge down. the battery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, we would have to finish in the dark. So I had to leave, <laughs> I had to leave like half of the lawn. That's all good, man. Uh, Go mode. Go for that mullet look, you know? It was very much a mullet look. (laughs) Yeah, and so all of that, you know, these are all kind of brand new things. Did he did he enjoy it? Did he was he like complaining? Was he like, This is awesome? What what was his reaction? He was more like, Hey, I can do this. Nice. He's rising to the challenge. This is like a a big week for him, right? Because he just turned a big one two. That's right. And then and then he like he, you said that he was uh, riding shotgun. That's right. Last week or Here's so. The other right. Thing. Here's the yeah. other thing. He doesn't like riding shotgun. Oh, he doesn't. Why yeah, not? Because he has to sit next to me. <laughs> <laughs> he has to talk to. And he's got to talk to me. And he's like, "Do I have to?" <laughs> He'd rather talk to his brothers about Pokemon in the back. Okay, that's or hilarious. Watch, or watch a video, um, oh, or read man. a book covertly yeah yeah i'm always like don't read a book in the back of the van yeah so you get you're gonna that's get, how you get like the motion sickness oh my yeah. gosh oh man that's old man that's talk awful. though that's old man talk uh, it just happens to us i would uh. never read a book in a moving vehicle ever <laughs> anyways yeah so so we're we're i it's all new things and uh, new and exciting you know new and exciting and uh, there's like, where are the plates? <laughs> They're in a new place. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where are the sheets? I have no idea where the sheets are to change your sheets. And yeah, yeah. yeah so everything's new. But here's the best part. Mm. Here's the best part. We were about to leave in the morning a couple days ago. And my middle son, who's, you know, he sometimes feels a lot of challenge. He goes to me and he says, Dad, this is a really nice house. Oh, man. I know. He, he feels at home. He feels at home now. Yeah, I was expecting, you know, a complaint, but he didn't. <laughs> he just said, this is a really nice house, wow, which that, that, feels yeah, great. That's a nice hit right there. Yeah. That's going to take me all the way to next week, I'm sure. <laughs> that's great. That's good to hear. Prayers out for your family as 
as you guys move and transition, I, that's the best part of just kind of learning where to put things. I mean, we're still learning where to put things, uh, and we're like eight years in. So it's like, <laughs> and there's still some boxes in the in the garage. So that does not give me any kind of hope at all. <laughs> Sorry, man, but yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to come over. Can't wait to come over. Yeah, hey, we're gonna have a housewarming. A house blessing. Nice. One of these days. You're definitely invited. All right. Everybody listening is invited. Let's go, guys. Let's go. As long as you have a shot. <laughs> My kids aren't vaccinated. We don't want to get no Delta variant out oh, here. Oh, I thought you I thought you were talking about like a tequila shot or something. I, oh, I bring that some too. of that shot. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> nice. Oh man. Good stuff, man. Actually, your story reminds me of uh, what I wanted to share about because that's kind of the thing that I'm looking forward to. My son sitting shotgun. Um, maybe he was been. It's been it's been two weeks now. We had a, a it's a good five hour road trip to Kentucky from yeah. uh, from our house, and it was fun. But my wife likes to like she's got a gift to, of just sleeping on command that's right and i don't have that gift and she just goes to sleep riding shotgun and i made this comment to her saying oh man i can't wait till our eldest boy can take shotgun and and you can sit in the back and you know me and him can talk (laughs) she didn't like that comment i'm like but what do you mean you're sleeping you can't sleep on shotgun you know the shotgun uh uh responsibilities you can't do that yeah she has to man the radio right she's got to navigate and conversations conversations and then she's got to keep you entertained through conversation that's right as you drive yeah that's the aren't those the three roles of the shotgun if you don't yeah if you don't do those three simple roles then yeah take a seat in the back you know but anyway, I can't wait. I don't. I. I don't know if my eldest will have the same reaction as your eldest and say, mm, "I'd rather sit in the back, Dad." But uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for those days when yeah, when those uh, long drives happen and I have uh, someone to talk to. At least I'm dreaming right now. We'll, yeah, we'll have quote unquote long conversations when me and my son have long conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dreaming, but that's great. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure that's gonna happen. I I'm pray. sure. Yeah. So, so like in the show, we always have a main topic, and we're gonna transition right here to the main topic, which is talking about the Camino to Santiago and the Feast of Saint James. El Camino. Yeah, so, Ray, on uh, July 25th, yes. that's the feast day of St. James. James the Greater, one of one of the disciples. He's one of the sons of Zebedee, mm-hmm. one of the sons of Thunder, but the brother of, John. brother of John, and he was uh, on the inside circle with St. Peter and uh, St. John, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There's St. James. And so that he and uh, those uh, other guys were like the best buds of Jesus, and he would go uh, go with him. And so his feast day is on the twenty fifth, and he is uh, buried in Spain. Purportedly, he's purportedly buried in Spain, uh, in Galicia, in Galicia, on the westernmost uh, part of the northern part of Spain. 
And uh, yeah, it's a big, it's a big old thing. It's a big old thing. So, did you know about this pilgrimage ever since you were little? Did you like learn about it when you were like, young adults? How did you come about uh, learning about this pilgrimage? Yeah, so. I may have talked about this before, but I became obsessed with the pilgrimage after I read this book by Paulo Coelho called The Alchemist. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I would probably say that that book, outside of the Bible, has been the most influential book in my life. And I've returned to it multiple times, and I found it to be just really enlivening. And it's not a story about the Camino, but it's about a story of a, a young shepherd boy who goes out in search of his treasure. Mm. And uh, as he goes, he experiences a bunch of losses. And then ultimately he goes and uh, has this grand adventure. And he realizes that the journey is part of what gets him to his ultimate realizations. And um, Coelho, who is a Brazilian author, he wrote that after he walked the Camino. Mm. And so after I read that... Was he Catholic, the author? Oh, yes, he's Catholic. Mm. And um, and so he wrote many other books. And so, so I love that book. So then I read all the other books and he wrote a um, kind of esoteric book about the pilgrimage to Santiago mm. de Compostela called The Pilgrimage. Oh, and okay. uh, when I read that, I was like, what is that? Um, and that book, when I read that, that was like 23 years ago. 23 wow. years ago. I was in my mother's womb when I read it. <laughs> and... Um, Zinger. Yeah, hello. And uh, yeah, and then I was like, what is that? And I just got so obsessed with it. But, you know, life happens. Um, I went to school. I was a missionary for three years. I was poor. Um, basically, I made all of the excuses. I'm I'm poor. I'm going to get married. I got to save money. I've, I've got to get a job. I've got to raise my kids. I got to pay for my house. I got, basically, I got to put all my dreams on hold so that I can do the things I'm supposed to do. And so I never went, but all the time, you know, it was like this dream that was growing and uh, pulsating in my heart to be a pilgrim. And part of that is, you know, in the, in the Catholic faith, we are all called to be pilgrims because, you know, I've been talking about my new home, but this isn't my permanent home. And none of our homes that we live in is is our permanent home, our eternal home. But God has prepared a place for us, our eternal home. And we're all pilgrims uh, journeying to that ultimate destination. Yeah. Actually, that's, you know, when when you talk about that, like what we're supposed to be doing at this phase of our lives. uh, Ain't nobody got time for a pilgrimage, right? Like, <laughs> what, what are you talking about here? But you, you you talked about a little bit about the pilgrimage, and I think we can even have another conversation talking about that whole that whole point, the heart of a, a pilgrim or a, the heart of a pilgrimage that we're all called to do, right? Um, right. But I want to I want to ask you this question. Okay, so you 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 did this pilgrimage. You're a dad. You had how many kids during that time already? Uh, three kids. Three kids. You had a job. You're a husband. You have all these things that you're juggling. How did how did this come about? Because I, 
I remember when we were younger, we, you were like saying, yo, we got to do this. We yes. got to do this before we get married. And we could even do part of it. Like, I remember this. You you, you, you told us we could do part of this as a, in a horseback. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. But then now that you're, yeah, now that you're in the mix of family life, how how did this come about? Like, of course, yes, yeah, it's always been in your heart. But how did you kind of go and plan this? Well, you gotta. It's not, nothing happens in a vacuum, right? You have to you have to work together, right? That that has to be the common goal. Now, what what's wonderful is my wife, who's the most wonderful human being. I'm sure every other wife is to to their husband, but. Yeah, my wife, she she's the one who encouraged me to go. And uh, but we had to coordinate all of these things. Now, luckily in my uh, regular job as a teacher, I have summers off where I'm not teaching. Mm-hmm. And so I already had a block of time where I could go for an extended amount of time because to the the pilgrimage itself is about 500 miles from mm-hmm. Now, to, to get the Compostela, the certificate that says you've completed the pilgrimage, you only have to walk 100 kilometers, and, uh, and that would take about five days uh, okay. or a week, depending on how far you walk each day. And so you could easily complete a, minimum, a minimal pilgrimage in a week. But I wanted to do what, I, in my mind, was the full pilgrimage, where I would begin on the French side of the Pyrenees Mountains, and then climb those mountains, and then walk all across Spain. And that's 500 miles. So Jeez, that would yeah. take five five weeks, perhaps, maybe a little more, a little less, depending on how you do it. So we had to, as a family, agree that yeah. I could be gone for five weeks and coordinate all of the summer activities yeah. for our three boys uh, at that time so that they would they would have something to do mom could still work and um, and I could be gone so uh, how long in advance did you kind of have to plan that because it, it, I'm sure it wasn't like you know three weeks in oh yeah that, it was at least six months uh, maybe six months, more okay. uh, yeah it, it was like about eight months of planning like that like that moment of Oh crap! I'm going. I'm going. All right, let's go. Let's let's plan this. So it's a good like yeah six eight months six eight planning. months yeah six okay. months. I bet you could do it in four months mm. just to figure it out. Um, but yeah, that's what we did. Next question for you, and th- we're talking about the logistics of a pilgrimage again. I'm kind of teasing this other parts of that pilgrimage of the heart of that pilgrimage, the the call to do a pilgrimage. But my next question is like, all right, you're planning this out. You got to plan out like these rest areas, right? Like you got to plan out like, all right, how long am I going to be walking per day? Right. Is that is that right? Am I am I thinking the right way here? Well, and, yeah, go ahead. Well, there's a, there's a bunch of different kinds of travelers, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a lot of different kinds of people. And uh, you're a planner. You're a, you're a warrior, and you <laughs> like to know what's going on. I'm more of a fly by the seat of my pants. I'm as the spirit leads, and I'm like, a, hey, whatever. So here's what I did. I bought a guidebook. What did you do? Okay, there's a I guidebook. A, there are many guidebooks. Okay. Good, good guidebooks. I did not know that. Okay. And the guidebooks give um, like a layout of all of the towns along the route. Now, what's nice about the Camino Frances, which is um, the French route, which is the most mm-hmm. popular route of the uh, 
the Camino to Santiago, um, is about every five kilometers, there's a town, a little village. Okay. And in that village, there's usually a bar. And the mm-hmm. bar is, um, it's not like a bar like in America, a bar, it's like a restaurant. And, um, and so they serve food, they'll serve breakfast and lunch and dinner. Um, and then there's a place to stay, usually sponsored by the town, which okay. is inexpensive and only for pilgrims. They're called albergues. And so y- you have to show this uh, special um, document called a pilgrim's passport or a credential or a credential. And then you uh, you get it stamped there and they only let the pilgrims who are walking stay there. And it's cheap. Mm. It's like mm-hmm. 10 bucks, uh, 10 euros to sleep in a big bunkhouse. Okay. Um, and those big bunk houses bunk are safe. They're, you can just go in there. Yeah, I mean, everybody's, everybody's a pilgrim, and uh, it's very safe. Okay. Um, very little stealing, or everybody's... There's a real sense of camaraderie on the road, because everybody's a pilgrim. Mm. And so... Yeah, so uh, I had a guidebook, and I, and I thought about um, how much do I want to walk per day? And uh, I said, I would walk around 20 kilometers, 25 kilometers a day, approximately. I got to do the math. What's co- what is a kilometer? I think here? it's like 2.2 2. 2. Okay. 2, uh, kilometers is a mile. Is a mile. Okay. Yeah. So, um, okay. yeah. And, and I would just go by feel. So I'd say like, hey, I, I want to I wanna aim for this town. But if I feel tired then I'm going to stop. Uh, I have like every five kilometers, I have an option of mm-hmm. where, and if I feel strong, I could keep going. So actually I didn't book anything ahead. I didn't prepare anything ahead of time in terms mm-hmm. of lodging. I just trusted that it would be fine and I'll find a place to stay. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wrap that around. I'm trying to wrap my head around that, uh, that way of doing it I'm, I'm just thinking like all right so going back to what you said you need to have a pass how do you get this pass oh you Is just it, you could purchase it um okay uh, or pick one up at when you begin the like pilgrimage. starting point yeah. yeah at the starting point i had mine mailed to me okay uh so i uh, bought it in spain and i had it um shipped here and then i got my first uh, stamp okay here in Seattle because in my opinion your pilgrimage begins when your heart is ready right Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that at some other episode but like Mm -hmm. I began my pilgrimage in Seattle so my first stamp was going to be from Seattle and um and our our cathedral here in the Archdiocese of Seattle is St. James Cathedral. Oh, my so, gosh. Okay. Yeah. So in my passport or my credential, uh, yeah. the first stamp is St. James Cathedral, and the last stamp is Santiago de Compostela, the, the, that the cathedral beautiful. of Santiago, of St. James. I don't think I've ever seen that pass. I, I don't know if you've posted it on the, the social or anything, but that sounds beautiful oh yeah yeah so everywhere you stop you get a stamp or it's called a cello and or sale and then um so it's um it's a stamp from every place you stay and everywhere you eat and then if you go to a museum or a church you could get a stamp there and so it's very unique it's unique to each person and it kind of chronicles um your journey now here's the interesting part because of covid 
the pilgrims who have been walking. Because even through the Camino kind of shut down, like all the albergues shut down during COVID. But um, some people still walked and they did a digital uh, credential and digital stamps. So I don't know if I, I don't know if I like that. I mean, I don't I wouldn't want to do that for myself. I'd want to have the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I want the paper one, but so know, some you people have to still walk, but they just kind of just got stamped virtually. Is that that's what you're saying? Yeah the they, the the organ the like the place where they would stay would give them the digital stamp. Oh, uh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So walk me through this. You 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 got your ticket from Seattle. You're heading to you said France. You're starting off. Yeah. From France, you get off. You arrive in France at the airport. And then you take like an Uber to the starting point. How how does that work? No, yeah. So I I flew into Paris and okay. then um, I hung out in Paris for a couple hours, checked out a museum, and then I jumped on the train to the south of France, which is gorgeous. I think the south of France. <laughs> I mean, like that going to the south of France beautiful. is on its own a great trip. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, so I went there. Uh, I took the train how there. Many hour, how many hours is that train ride? I don't know, a couple hours, maybe okay. four hours. Um, well, that's and a then, long trip. Yeah, uh, or three. It, it wasn't too long. And then, and then once I got to the south of France on the Mediterranean in Biarritz, um, I walked to my. Uh, I I stayed at overnight at a little hotel. Um, that I booked, and then because the next morning I was gonna take the the a shuttle to the starting point which is um mm. a little it's a little village in the mountains um and so it was kind of hard like the timing of the time my flight arrived and the time the train got there like it was a bit just best to like do it in the morning okay. and that little village called saint jean pied de port i'm sure there's a lot of eating involved as well as you're passing through all these beautiful scenes and oh yeah but i'm just but also you know like thinking of food you gotta do i mean a pilgrim is a is a person on a budget i'm not a i'm not (laughs) like a first class pilgrim i'm just like a walking pilgrim so um i had brought like granola bars and beef jerky and um what was so you're not stopping by like a little cafe and having a little i mean every morning i'd have coffee for sure but that was in the budget but Okay. Um, yeah. So you got to keep a budget. Yeah, absolutely. Budget. Like everything else, uh, keep a budget. Nice. The other, the other piece is, um, what I love to do is I would love to like, when I'm walking through Spain, I'd like just stop in a village and buy chorizo, like a thing of chorizo. Ooh. Cause I had purchased a knife and then yeah. I just, or, and I'd buy some bread, like uh, crusty bread. And then yeah. I just, uh, throughout the day as I'm walking, I'd just like, Lop off a oh piece of chorizo, gosh. eat it from my yeah. knife, uh, rip off Man. a piece of bread, eat that. I'm just, I'm just picturing like a hobbit kind of traveling yeah, from town ex- to town. <laughs> you know, in many ways, it, it felt like that. Have you ever read the Lord of the Rings books? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the first, they they walked for like 40 years. They walked, yeah. And the, for- the majority of that first book, they're just walking and eating. Walking and eating and just opening up like big leaves and there's their food in yeah. there, right? That's oh right. man, yeah, and that that sounds like the life. Last last kind of question that I have logistically, I'm, I'm man, my my mind is going haywire here with all the logistics that you know, I'm just thinking about. Like you said, 
you know, there's how many miles or so from between town to town. What does that in betweener look like? Like, is it like pitch dark? Is there a path? I mean, you got a guidebook, right? You got a little map, but is, are, are you? Is it is it on your phone? <laughs> I'm no, trying no, to no, picture no, no. this. Um, What's going on here? What's what's the terrain like, so, like or what, uh, what's the yeah like the the terrain like and also the, the what's the path? Like, your guide, like w- w- what are you following? Oh, I know sure. there's like little signs of like yeah. the, the seashells, yeah. But like where are you where are you going? Like from town to town, what's in between? Is it? I'm just thinking like thick forests that you have to kind of go through is that well you right, right? you've driven through the united states it's not all one thing it's a lot of things mm. um there's from sea to shining sea right like there's yeah but that's a road i'm, I'm you know there's like we're, we're following a major road but now we're talking pilgrimage I'm, yeah so I'm trying to lot, lots of different so uh you know we went through some mountain trails at the very okay. beginning um and then in the first week, there was like some old Roman roads, like the cobbled roads. Oh wow! And okay. um, and then you got into like gravel paths along the the vineyards of Rioja. Like it, it just kept constantly changing. Um, and that's that's the thing. There's these little yellow arrows that point in the direction um, of where you're supposed to go. And then there's the symbol of the pilgrimage, which is the scallop shell. And uh, so this, there's a scallop shell. It's usually on a, like a concrete marker that's maybe three, four foot high. And then just mm. like a, the, the yellow arrow. And then if you're just in the forest, sometimes there's just uh, a yellow arrow on a piece of wood that's like hammered to a tree just pointing the way. Mm-hmm. And can't miss it. You can't miss it. I mean, you can miss it in the big cities, but when you're out on the road, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. Okay. And here's the thing, like just one little quick spiritual insight is when you're walking the path of a pilgrimage, mm. Sometimes you just have to follow the signs, even if you don't know the way that uh, yeah. the, the pilgrimage itself is the guide. And your job is to notice where is it guiding you and then to walk in that direction. It's pretty simple. The, f- faith, the life of faith is that way, too. If you trust in the path, if you trust in the road, mm, yeah. then the signs are going to point for you. Uh, in the direction that you are meant to go. And all you have to do is trust that, hey, that yellow arrow, that scallop shell is pointing in the direction where I'm I'm meant to go. I do not know the way. I do not mm-hmm. know the path, but I'm going to trust and follow. And you know what? Yeah. Those That will take you to the next moment. That doesn't actually take you to the end. It just takes yeah. you one step further and one step From closer. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's a real meditative peace about that, that, you know what, Ray, in our spiritual lives as fathers, I have no idea. Like, right. My son, uh, he mowed the grass for the first time in his life, but he's going to have a lot of other first times experiences that I'll never had that I've never had. He's going to encounter things that I'll have never encountered. And I won't know how exactly to usher him through that. But I just have to trust that in every unexpected place, God is present and is pointing the direction for us. And we just have to take the courage to take the next step. One step at a time, take the next step. Because, I mean, again, my mind is 
is is going fast pace here and thinking, man, can I trust that sign? Did anybody like <laughs> manipulate that sign? What's going on here? But as you're mentioning, yeah, we gotta really uh, put in that trust and one step at a time and w- one sign at a time and one That's town right. at a time, one moment at a time. So I love that, man. One moment in time. <laughs> oh, beautiful song. Oh man. Sing it, Wendy. This this is this is great. And uh I know you've been trying to convince me one of these days I do I it's it's in my heart. Uh one of these days I, I do uh want to do this the Camino pilgrimage. Where where does the horses come in? Because that's what I want to like. I mean, uh, you can, so anyone can ride a horse. <laughs> and if you want to ride a horse all the way to Santiago, you can. you can. Some of the ancient pilgrims really? did. Really? That's what I want to do. The swords um, and the shield. Yeah, that's right. But you have to go for at least 200 kilometers oh, uh, really? on, on horseback. To make it or count. Or bike. To make it count, to get the Compostela, the certificate that says you completed it. And you know what? Uh, uh, Everybody's on a pilgrimage. Like, we are on a pilgrimage right now. So, um, yeah, you could do that in horseback, too. (laughs) Or Vespa. I don't know. One of those. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot, man, for all this information. I'm sure, again, this isn't the last time we're going to talk about this. And as a teaser for all our listeners out there, I'd love to have another part two of this talk about a pilgrimage. What exactly that is, the heart of a pilgrimage. Uh, as as Catholics, as uh, faithful that we are, we're also called to that uh, that great voyage. And a reminder that we are our pilgrims out there. Can I ask you to lead us into that closing prayer, Iris? Yeah, uh, thank you for the privilege to talk about it. I love talking about uh, the pilgrimage to Santiago de Compostela. It's also very hot here. (laughs) And, um, but I would, I would, if anybody has a question about, um, doing the Camino, I'd love to talk to you. Just message me or email uh, fatherhoodarise at gmail.com or, or hit us up on our DMs or um, come and check out my page too. And I would love to talk to you about it because I think it's um, a radical and important thing and, and, a, and a treasure and a gift of our faith. Amen. Yeah. Um, and so uh, on July 25th, uh, it is. It was the feast day of Saint James, and here's the thing: uh, July 25th. This July 25th landed on a Sunday, mm. and that only happens every twenty something years oh, really? or so. Yeah. Wow. And when that happens, it's called a holy year. Mm. It's a holy year, and um, those who accomplish a pilgrimage um, have like their. Um, they gain an indulgence through walking a pilgrimage, but and and especially in a especially in a holy year, and um, but because of COVID, there were so many pilgrims who did not walk, like people who planned to walk during the holy year, and they didn't. So the Pope extended the holy year. Sweet for it to 2023. So the graces that are being uh, shared. And so, but, um, I guess what, how I would, um, frame our prayer is, um, St. James, St. James was a, was a close follower of Jesus. He was a best friend of Jesus. He saw Jesus do all of these miracles and um, he, he witnessed his friend do these things. And then he was inspired to go and do the same. And so as we who experience Jesus's grace uh, through the church, um, as we experience all of this goodness, can we then turn and go and live it out in, and um, uh, 
and share that grace with others. So with that, let us pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you gave us the great gift of St. James, uh, Apostle of Jesus. He was uh, a son of thunder, a man with a lot of anger and power and explosiveness. And yet uh, he became one of Jesus's best friends and closest followers. And pray that we too, however you made us, that we too would become friends with Jesus. And through our friendship that you would lead us into the great pilgrimage of this life, uh, to walk uh, in your steps and follow you to the end of the age. Please be with us and bless all of our listeners today and bless their families and their growth as people on this pilgrimage that you have called us to. This we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. Pray for us. St. James, pray for us. Pray for us in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thanks, man. Thanks for leading us into that prayer. And of course, just a great reminder for um, all of us pilgrims out there to just trust and continue on one step at a time. A moment in time. A moment in time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yo, man, what you been up to lately? Dude, so shout out to uh, many Hail Marys That's at a right. time. So I was privileged this week to uh, lead uh, or pray with many Hail Marys at many Hail Marys at a time um, on Instagram. Uh, we I woke up uh, bright and early and we had rosary online live at um, 4.45 Pacific Standard Time. Nice. And, uh, you know, I usually do morning prayer. That's one of our commitments in Fatherhood Arise is to pray every day and so it was just a little bit earlier than i was used to but shout out to them i love i loved um praying the rosary with everybody online um that was a lovely experience and you can check them out i highly suggest that you can always tune in and um hear the rosary um and pray along it's a beautiful thing so um and then you can check them out and you can check out i don't i don't quite know how to repost it yet it's not it's not reposted on my page eventually it will be um, and then anything else I'm doing, yeah, you can check me out at, at called to rise uh, on Instagram or check out my website called to rise.org. I will be working on an update to called to rise.org, but that's coming. And you can get some swag there too um, if you go to called to rise.org slash shop. How about you, Ray? Yeah, continue to follow us on at Fatherhood Arise, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Fatherhood Arise. And if you have any ideas, any questions, anything that you want to uh, just share with us, do email us uh, on fatherhoodarise at gmail.com. Again, that's fatherhoodarise at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. God bless. Peace.